Hello everyone. If this is your first time listening to our upcoming movies podcast, I want to say welcome. I am actually the deputy of moviedeputy.com and if you are a returning listener, I want to say thank you for coming back. Whether you are new or return, please make sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on so that we can always bring you the most up-to-date content. But before we get into any of the movies today, I want to be sure and say happy Thanksgiving to all of my listeners. It is an incredible day to take time and give thanks, but honestly, we should probably give thanks every day. Thanks to the people that mean the most to us and for the little things that a lot of us, including myself, can easily take for granted sometimes. I'd like to take a moment now to ask you just one thing that you might be thankful for. Just off the top of your head, I know the first thing that comes to mind for me is my family. Now, for me, family isn't necessarily traditional family because for me, family is more of a family. My family consists of my husband, our son, and a very few close friends that I refer to as family instead of friends because they are friends, but they are also family, hence family and that just really works for us. I am including in that as well our kitty cats because they are our fur kids. I know some people get annoyed with that terminology on some things but they truly are our babies and we have six of them. Our oldest is Sarisha and she is 17. Then we have Zarina and she is seven. Then we have Batero and he's a year and a half. Then Maisie is also about a year and a half old. And then we have what I lovingly call our twins because they are litter mates, but they are Stormy and Daisy. So basically they are all the movie deputy mascots of sorts. (laughs) And occasionally you will hear them meowing or trying to get my attention in the background. They truly are family as well. Considering they are such family and also my mascots, I want to just go ahead and touch on some of the foods that are safe to give to your kitties. Turkey, of course, is definitely safe for them. It is recommended that you give them just little pieces of the white meat compared to the dark meat. The dark meat has a lot of fat and it's the same way with the skin. It might be a little bit hard for them to digest. And of course, you don't want any kitty herpes, so trying to avoid that as well. Plain mashed potatoes, and it is very important, especially if you have garlic or onion powders in your mashed potatoes, not to give them anything after it's all mixed together, but just plain mashed potatoes prior to being all mixed together. Green beans are also safe for them to have. Pumpkin. Pumpkin is actually a great supplement for your cat, even when it's not Thanksgiving. It's great for their digestive system and for their coats, and it's just really a wonderful additive to give them. Carrots are also another wonderful thing that kitties can have, and they can eat them. Again, the thing to be most concerned about is the spices, because cats absolutely cannot have any onions or garlic of any sort. Now, the things for kitties to stay away from, so the things to make sure that your cats absolutely don't get into. Turkey bones can be very dangerous for your cat's stomach or bowel. Another thing to stay away from is gravy. It's high in salt and fat, again, for the same reason you don't want kitty herpes. It can just really mess with their digestion digestive system, especially if you have a cat that has a sensitive tummy, that's definitely something you want to stay away from even before you've added any of the seasonings to it. Stuffings. Stuffings can be very, very scary for kitties because of the onions, because of the garlic, things like that. A lot of stuffings also contain scallions and shallots. These are also foods that kitties cannot have in any way. They can cause anemia, which is a life-threatening condition for your kitty cats. 
And then, of course, one thing to always make sure to keep away from the kitties is the desserts. Cats are very sensitive to fats and sugars. And just to be sure to, to keep your kitty in their healthiest condition possible, but also so they can enjoy the meal with you, we want to stay away from some of these no-no foods and just be sure to touch on some of the healthier foods if you do want to share them with your furry babies. This is not a podcast about cats by any means, but as they are an important part of our family and I'm sure an important part of yours, I just kind of wanted to touch on that so that your babies can be healthy and happy for a long time. But today we're actually going to be talking about the movies that came out on the 24th, which was yesterday, and the 25th. Now that's a little bit different than most weeks because most weeks the movies open on Friday. But with this being the week of Thanksgiving, the studios kind of scattered the release of the movies a little bit with the dates to make it a little bit easier with the holiday. Now, I will admit I've already seen a couple of these, but you're going to have to wait and listen to next week's movie recap to get what I really thought of those, but this is the upcoming movies podcast. So if you hadn't had a chance to see the trailers, or even if you did see the trailers and you just kind of want a little bit of a, what I thought of the trailers and what I'm expecting of the movies, this is going to be your great thing to listen to. We do bring this to you every week on Thursdays. And even though it was Thanksgiving, I was not going to scatter the day on you this week. I will always try to do my best to do that. And if there's going to be any changes, I will let you know as soon as I do. So let's jump right in with the movies that came out yesterday on the 24th. The story in Canto is the story of a miracle. The story is also about a tragedy. Now, if you're asking how can a story about a miracle and a tragedy work together, this one does so in literally a magical way. The family is trying to escape and find a new home and a new life. In that process, they lose one of their family members. It's this miracle that helps the ones that are left start anew. This miracle ends up leading into special gifts that each of the family members receive on a special birthday. It never really says approximately what age, but I'm going to assume around the age of five or six that they have to go through this little ceremony thing and they are actually given a special gift by the miracle that is all around them. And everybody in their family has a special gift except for one. She just feels kind of left out because for some reason when her time came, she wasn't given a gift. The whole story that we see here is how she lives her life around everybody else while they have their gifts and how she kind of struggles to fit in because not only does she not know how she fits in, but everybody else doesn't really know how she fits in just because she never got her gift. But the story is about a lot more than that too. The special gifts that everybody has, if you're paying attention, they reference a lot of other Disney movies in a way that you don't necessarily recognize until it kind of plays out a little bit more that each of the family members' gifts is referencing on some other Disney movie. And with it being a Disney Pixar story, you know it has a happy ending. But I'm not going to give away exactly how they got to that happy ending in this it's just, it's a beautifully told tale. It's its going to touch a lot of people in a way that is going to be difficult for some just because it's going to really reach out to kind of the misfits of the family and kind of show how they fit back into the fold. It may be a difficult watch for some viewers, but at the same time, it's going to be a magical watch for the majority of its audience. It's going to strike a chord in many for many different reasons. And for that reason, it may not be for everyone. 
Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. It definitely is going to have a Walking Dead feel if you are familiar with the games and familiar with the stories, the other movies. That might help you be a little bit more prepared for this one, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to be prepared for this one just because of the way it's presented to us. It kind of feels like Resident Evil 1 and 2 are somewhat blended because Claire is finding her way back to Raccoon City to find Chris and try to escape before there is no more Raccoon City. It looks like it's going to have a very much the feel of The Walking Dead or like some sort of strange mutation mixed with zombies. It looks very gory. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of action to it. But like I said, this is the type of story that you're going to have to be familiar with the stories prior to seeing this if you want it to make any sense at all. House of Gucci. The name Gucci is synonymous by itself. This is a detailed look at the Gucci family. There is a lot to the Gucci name that a lot of people don't realize. The sex scandals, the questioning of loyalty, the ambition, and even murder. There is so much to the Gucci name that we have no idea about. We think of Gucci and we immediately think of the products. But it's so much more than the products. It is this whole family. Now from the trailers, this does almost feel like a Soprano-ish type story. How it plays out might be completely different. We'll have to wait and see. The Unforgivable is actually a Netflix movie about a young woman who gets sent to prison for 20 years only to come out and search for the only thing in the world that she has left, her sister. She had raised her sister from a young age and when she was sent to prison, she lost contact with her sister. What she did was seen as absolutely unforgivable by not only the victim's family, but by her family and her community as well. What will she do? Will she be able to find her sister? Is this going to have a happy ending or is this going to be a story of heartbreak? It looks like it could go a lot of different directions. If you have Netflix and this sounds intriguing, be sure to check it out. A Holiday Chance is about a family that owns a production company. Some of their latest projects hadn't gone as well as they were hoping that they would. As they've kind of grown accustomed to their lifestyle, they've taken life for granted. The story teaches them to not take anything for granted and that everything in life should be surrounded with laughter and love at least within their lives or within the things that they can control. It does create a little bit of a family rivalry. Based on just the title alone, I'm guessing it's going to end up with a happy ending. How that happy ending plays out sounds like it could be entertaining. The Summit of the Gods is another Netflix movie. This one is an animation with subtitles about mountain climbers. Now, not just any mountain climbers, but solo mountain climbers. So if you've enjoyed movies like Free Solo, The Dawn Wall, and other stories such as those, this one is an animated version of a story similar to those based on a manga by Hiro Taniguchi and Baku Yamamakura. I do apologize if I mispronounced those names. One of the hikers says, Some search for the meaning of life, but climbing is the only way that I feel alive. It looks like an incredible journey through the lives and adventure of this seemingly unobtainable task and the journey to reach the summit. I've never heard of an animation based on mountain climbing before. There may be others, but I'm not familiar with them. But this will truly be an adventure to be experienced. If you are a fan of the climbing movies, this is one that you won't want to miss out on. 
The Sheru Process looks to be a story as unusual as its name. The story is about a woman who makes her living selling other stories. And she kind of gets burnt out and just needs something of a refresh. So she decides to go to this retreat where they teach the Sheru process. It's kind of a hippie style retreat that just kind of looks like it's straight out of the Woodstock era. As it plays out, it does touch on the whole thing that if you want a happy ending, you have to choose where to end the story because life doesn't always work out that way. It's kind of unusual the way it's presented. It definitely will have a very limited audience. For the audience, though, that it's aimed at, it will probably be adored. The rest of society and the rest of us would probably avoid it. If you grew up in the Woodstock era and you are nostalgic for it, you might enjoy this. And you might just be that target audience. Everybody else, not so much. The movie Bruised that we talked about last week is going to be coming to Netflix today. So if you want to know more about that, make sure to check out last week's episode. Robin Robin is another Netflix movie. Yes, there are a lot of Netflix movies this week. Robin Robin is a stop motion animation about animals' observation of Christmas. They see us humans as these strange creatures that take a big spiky tree into their house and celebrate Christmas. Well, they don't really understand exactly what that is. The main character here, Robin, she is a bird that thinks she's a mouse as she was raised by a family of mice. It's just kind of the whole story of Christmas from their perspective of watching us. It is made by the creators of Shaun the Sheep and Chicken Run and it looks to be absolutely adorable. If you are a kid at heart like I am, this looks like one that could be a lot of fun with a lot of heart. This week, this is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. It's called 8-Bit Christmas. It's coming out exclusively on HBO Max. It feels like it's almost going to be the next Christmas story. If you know how much of a classic Christmas movie that one is, I think this one is gonna give it a run for its money, at least for the upcoming generations. 8-Bit Christmas is a story about what did you ask Santa for? In the late 80s, it was the present of the gods, also known as the NES or the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was just the, the present of presents. I mean, if you got this, you were the most popular kid on the block, if not in the entire school. They were in such high demand that it was just a nightmare even trying to find one. And this story is about a bunch of kids who are trying to figure out how to get an NES for Christmas. They will literally do anything to get it. And when I say anything, I literally mean anything. I haven't actually seen this yet and I can't wait to because I remember being that age in the late 80s and it was just so much fun. And like I said, this was the gift of gifts. This was the present of presents. If you were any type of a geek at all or if you liked anything with video games, you know that this thing was truly the holy grail that year. And so this kind of shows that from the kid's perspective. I cannot wait to sit down and watch this. Are you going to check it out with me? Or are you going to wait till after you hear my movie recap to see if this is really as good as I'm hoping it's going to be? The next movies that we're going to be talking about are going to be opening on Friday the 25th. The first one of these is The Beatles Get Back. This will be a dream come true for Beatles fans. 
Unfortunately, though, it's only coming out exclusively to Disney+. Plus. In January of 1969, there were some documentary filmmakers who were recording intimate moments of the Beatles. They recorded 57 hours worth of this intimacy. Now, I'm not talking intimacy in the way that we think of it nowadays, but I'm talking the behind the scenes, the things that we never got to see, the things that the fans have always wanted to know and have never gotten the chance to. And it's all been locked away until now. At that point, they hadn't done a live show in three years. And so they were trying to plan their next album and they're just trying to go through life. This is going to be the first part of a three-part event. If you are a Beatles fan, this is going to be a dream come true. And if you're not a Beatles fan, this might not be for you. Either way, it looks interesting. Licorice Pizza. Now, this is not a pineapple on pizza debate or a licorice on pizza debate. This is a movie called Licorice Pizza. It's about these kids and just kind of learning where they're fitting in in school. They're part of a drama club. Is it high school? Is it college? If it's high school, it was really badly cast as the ones that we're watching are clearly much older than the high school age. So I'm hoping that this is more of a college type crowd. It's about drama and romance. They're experiencing the drama in their class, but they're also experiencing drama in their lives. It's an indie film and it just kind of has the tone and feel of an indie film. If you like those more kind of intense dramas, that things are like overly exaggerated and just kind of over the top, this is, this is definitely not going to have a wide audience. It talks about being unforgettable, but I think it's going to be just the opposite. An Intrusion is a dark psychological thriller about a home invasion gone horribly wrong. Torture, secrets, it almost appears like it's a found footage type story. The whole idea is stay home, stay safe, but it's more of a thing that home may not be as safe as it seems. It looks like there's a lot of the whole dark, intense, psychological thriller to this. Whether or not there's actually a story that comes along with all of that is yet to be seen. Ladybuds. No, I'm not talking about the cute little ladybugs. Ladybuds is an entire movie about marijuana. The land owns you and you don't own the land is a line from the trailer. This movie is very LGBT friendly. The whole thing centers around a bunch of social justice pioneers that are cannabis farmers. It encompasses the entire agenda that goes along with that. If you've listened to my last show, you know kind of where I stand on things like this. Again, this movie will have a very specific audience, and I'm sure it will be supported by many. But there will be just as many like me, on the other hand, that just hopes there is some common sense left in society. This next one, I'm not really sure how to pronounce. The title is A-Y-A-R. Is it Ayer? Is it Ayar? I'm not 100% sure on that and my apologies. But this story is about artistic creation. Kind of the whole COVID-19 lockdown really redefined creation. And it's the whole artist's take on what creation has truly become. Now, I'm not talking about the whole creation versus evolution debate. We have other movies that we can debate that and stuff over time, but no, that's not what this is about. This one has to do with the creation of art. That creation it can be absolutely exhausting. Some have muses that inspire them. Some have characters that inspire them. Some are just inspired by the world around us. 
and other people find inspiration in the chaos. This looks intriguing on many different levels. It looks like it likely goes down kind of an exhausting path as it reaches its climax. And no, that is not a sexual reference, though I'm sure I'm going to get some giggles on that one. But every story has a climax, and this one, we're just going to have to wait and see because art is not about the destination, it's about the journey. This definitely is going to take us on one of those. A Castle for Christmas is yet another Netflix movie. Like I said, there were a lot of them this week. But this story is about a successful author who's been hitting some bumps down the road of life. One of these flops ended up being one of her books. In hopes of finding inspiration, she decides to look up her family roots. And that is going to take a trip to Ireland as she follows the path to find the roots of her Irish family. What she doesn't know is that these roots will take her to a magical castle. Now, this castle may not be magical in the traditional sense, but the story definitely feels like a twisted fairy tale, with one of the lions even being Let It Glow. I think you're going to get that reference. Her whole thing is that she runs into somebody that is currently occupying the castle. It is a familiar face that you will recognize. You're going to have to check it out because I'm not going to give that one away. But the difficulties that she deals with with him, they end up leading her into the next chapter of her life. Where that takes her and whether or not the story will have a happy ending is yet to be seen. This one definitely looks cute. Is it a tired story that's been done over and over and over again? Absolutely. There will be those that are drawn to stories like this and those that aren't. This one will definitely be a cute date movie for any age range. It looks like it's going to be a romance with a few laughs mixed in. What else could there be? We'll have to wait and see. I would like to thank you for joining me. It was fun talking about these 17 movies and the highs and lows and some of the expectations that kind of go along with that. And again, I hope you have a very happy and blessed Thanksgiving. Don't forget to like and subscribe for the most up-to-date movie deputy content. And we will talk to you soon.